0: RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio. All right, on Reality Check Radio, you might have heard the news uh, about the court decision to dismiss Ellie Rubashkin's request to have her charges dropped after pouring tomato juice over Kelly Jane Keene and Tania Sturt back on the 25th of March. Well, that hasn't gone so well for Ellie Rubashkin. Tanya Sturt... Standing for Women NZ joins us this morning on RCR. Tanya, thanks for coming on. Thank you. hope this doesn't bring up, you know, (laughs) too many bad flashbacks.
1: (laughs) No, not too bad. I've talked about it a few times now, so I'm getting used to it.
0: You're working it out of the system. I am. Um, I want to talk about uh, what the judge has done here in just a moment regarding um, dismissing this request of Ellie Rubashkin to have her charges dropped. Take us back to that day because you were right there as well. We've heard about Posey Parker and we've seen um, mainly, you know, the the video stuff that that went around um, showing her covered in tomato juice, but you were right there as well. So can you just remind us what happened?
1: sure so i mean I, I was one of the organizers for the let Women speak event and i was on the rotunda waiting for kelly J to turn up there was a, a lot of noise and there were a lot of people getting quite agitated i was getting concerned at that point uh then uh, kelly jay arrived she came with her bodyguard walked up the steps i went in for a hug with her and uh, I found liquid over me. I felt the cold liquid over me. Um, and my initial thought was, what is this? Is this acid? Is <laughs> You know, I kept yeah. waiting for the pain to kick in, actually, or urine or anything else. Um, and then I smelt the tomato juice and realized what it was. So that went over the both of us.
0: So you didn't see uh, Ellie Rubashkin, you know, come in to do that? She just sort of no, like...
1: I was I was looking out towards the crowd and then going in for a hug with Kelly J at that point.
0: Yeah, so the crowd, the behaviour of the crowd, um, it, it, it seemed to build to some sort of crescendo. Is that what happened?
1: Yes, yes. It was definitely doing that. It was getting louder and louder. And then once the uh, – I think it was once the tomato juice was thrown, that's when – all hell broke loose, really. And the fences went down and we were stormed.
0: Yeah, I saw some of that video. I wasn't there. though. I've walked through that park so many times, and you know, every <laughs> square millimetre of it, walking through there for four years constantly. But, um, you know, I saw some of the video. Those, those fences were flimsy as hell, weren't they?
1: Yes, they were. They weren't meant to be keeping people out in terms of security. They were barriers to demarcate our area. Right. We had a permit. We were allowed to be there. Um, we, we couldn't put up barbed wire fencing or anything like that. And as it was, having those fences was actually a bit of a hindrance. It was a bit of a, it, after all of that happened, it was a bit of a safety risk.
0: Yeah, the, the reason I mentioned it is because um, you would have expected around flimsy fencing like that, obviously not security level, that there would have been, would have been patrol. Police would have been right there. To
1: prevent,
0: yeah, prevent the sort of like what happened, but they, I could see from the footage that they weren't.
1: No, I couldn't see any any police at all from where I was.
0: And have we been able to explain that yet?
1: No, the uh, as far as I know, the independent review is still carrying on on the police conduct complaint and. My understanding is that, um, judging from the OIA response that I received, that they didn't feel there was much of a risk. Oh, really? (laughs) My understanding.
0: Do you believe that?
1: I don't know what I believe, to be honest.
0: Um, Well, the reason I say that is they've been, you know, they, they didn't come down on the last shower in terms of demonstrations and things that can go off, kick off. I mean, you know, there's been plenty of that in the past. Yes, and, right. and and you you surely have a well defined set of um, priorities in in managing and policing an event such as this based on past knowledge. Absolutely, you'd think.
1: Absolutely, um, you would think. Also, after the Melbourne uh, Let Women Speak event, they right. would have kicked it up a notch, and they did a little bit, but um, it really wasn't enough.
0: Um, without sort of dumping on the cops and you know, this mm. happened back in March. How long does it take to look at some videos and, and work out what happened? It only takes a few weeks, well, doesn't it, Norman? Yes.
1: Well, you think so, but yeah, I think they were well, I think they are quite concerned about um the way this looks, which is fair. <laughs> doesn't look good.
0: Well, when and, you do it to but, yourself, who so what? Yeah. You know, boo hoo, right?
1: Yeah, well that's true. Um I guess they um
0: well, some, some have said, were or asked this question, were they letting it happen?
1: Well, I felt they were. Yeah. I felt they were. I mean, certainly I tried to ring 111 and I didn't get anywhere. From what I understand, other people, other women were ringing 111 all over the country trying to get help. They weren't getting anywhere. Police were actually approached by some people, and this is just anecdotal. Of course, I can't verify anything, but police were actually approached and um, we're told in various different ways that they, they weren't prepared to do anything. Um, so we were just left to fend for ourselves, really.
0: When you looked out at that crowd, what did you see?
1: At, at the time that they stormed uh, or that they broke the fences down, um, I saw just <laughs> a sea of uh, placards and the pink, white and blue um, colours, you know, the trans colours and um a lot of angry screaming faces
0: particular faces or was it like a, a mix of because are plenty of young men and women in that crowd that i saw
1: there were i i remember i remember the men actually um yeah. mainly because they were the ones hitting me but um oh really yeah so um
0: hitting well, you like how
1: well, once we decided that the marshals, the bodyguard and, and myself decided to get Kelly J out of the rotunda, hmm. we um, linked arms and formed a circle around her and moved down the steps and out. And um, they were just the the mob were just coming for us. Um, I got um, put in the headlock and my neck gouged and then I was taken down onto the ground and kicked and punched. And the others managed to, well, uh, move around me and um, keep getting Kelly J out of the venue. Um, I eventually got up and uh, found my way out myself.
0: Were you able to identify any individual who, who did that to you?
1: Uh, there's footage of the guy. I'm pretty sure that he goes my neck, um, hasn't been identified, and um, I can't identify the people behind me who were kicking me and punching
0: it's really hard to understand well for me but i know a lot of people listeners listening right now to to understand where this intense anger comes from because these people are living in a first world country they're tolerated like you know no one's ever been tolerated in history and no one really cares people are you know um prepared to let people live their lives, you know, and all of that we kind of put that to bed, it seems ages ago, yet there's seething anger,
1: yes, I think for me it was I just felt hated, I just felt a lot of those men who were who turned up um I suspect that they weren't particularly interested in so called trans rights. I think possibly they just wanted a fight. They just wanted to beat up a few people. And um, it just happened to be mostly middle aged women.
0: Okay. So you don't think they were, <laughs> they were th- just there for a bit of biffo, really? No yeah, matter I don't who, think wherever so. they could get it from and whoever the. Where I mean, that, okay? that's just
1: my opinion, yeah. Um, I think yeah. so, yeah. I, I I feel like they gave themselves permission and they revelled in it. Um, I remember looking back at the guy who was punching me and seeing his face, and he was he was enjoying it.
0: Do you think they're on something?
1: Oh, some of them would have been, yeah.
0: Yeah, so they're tripping away on some damn thing. Yeah. All right, so um, you and Kelly J Keane get this tomato juice on you. Courtesy of Ellie Rubashkin, and for a moment there, because that's the thing I, I first thought of when I saw this and that wasn't too long after it happened, is, crikey, if it was me, I'd be worried that that was acid or something like that.
1: Absolutely. I, absolutely. When I first felt that cold liquid, I I waited to see when the pain would start. Right. And then I waited for a noxious smell like Bodily fluids of some kind,
0: right. and
1: then um, and then I could smell the um, tomato, and I realised it wasn't uh, as not as noxious as I thought.
0: And I'm sure Ellie Rubashkin must have known that um, that would be a fear. I'm sure. So that that's kind of um, um, uh, a um, aggravating factor, isn't
1: it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a sort of um, terrorist um, aspect to it. I I know it's harmless liquid, but the fact that you're imposing that on another person, they don't know what it is. That causes fear. Um, You know, that's a pretty shitty thing to do, if not criminal.
0: Did you see her do it or did you realise it was, well, her, him, it's actually him, right? Let's let's get real. Yeah. Um, And um, from, I think, Colombia, is that right? I think so. Yeah, so I hate to say it, not even someone steeped in the history of this country and its culture. But okay, just saying. Um, th- so, did you realise it was him, or had he sort of slipped away by the time you'd sort of come to your senses a bit?
1: Um, I didn't realise um, who had done it until later that night when I was watching footage on the TV.
0: Wow. Okay, and um, he becomes some kind of hero, I imagine.
1: Well, he tried to, certainly.
0: Hmm. And who was ginning up the crowd there? I think um I've seen mentioned um Kiwi Banks, Young New Zealander of the Year.
1: Oh yes. Mr. Lyle.
0: Again, another not a um a uh born New Zealander, another import, one would have to say.
1: Yes, and and um someone very, very keen on uh Disliking woman, I feel. Um, we, we'd met him earlier that day. Actually, we'd met him when we first got there. He'd come over with a couple of friends and introduced. Oh well, the friends introduced themselves. He just scowled at us. Um, we exchanged pleasantries with the other friends and um, and wished each other a good day, a good respectful speaking day, which is laughable. And um, and then he stormed off, still frowning.
0: Okay, so not a happy camper.
1: Not a happy camper. He doesn't like us.
0: Well, just think of all the grifting money, mate.
1: Well, that's right.
0: (laughs) You know, that'd put a smile on your face, having to do an effortless job and get paid for it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Um, And do we have any explanation, Kiwi Bank, why he was awarded Young New Zealander of the Year with his record of terrible, um, abusive texts, saying horrible things, and doing what happened on the 25th of March, just asking. Do we know why he's the Young New Zealander of the Year?
1: Absolutely no idea. There's a complete silence around that. No idea at all.
0: Well, here's the thing, Kiwi Bank, never banking with you. Yeah, right. Never banking with you. Okay, so um, Ellie Rubashkin fails to have charges of assault dismissed. She, he, she, he was... Led overseas, I think, after that, there was no consequence at all for doing that early on, anyway. No one seemed to uh, want to.
1: My understanding is that was not true.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. we can put that one to bed. Yep. Okay. Um, Rubashkin pleads not guilty to two charges of assault, one covering Parker, the other, um, you, and um, and he, she could face up to six months in prison, $4,000 fine if convicted. Were you surprised to hear that Judge Claire Ryan rejected the application to dismiss the charges, finding that there was a case to answer?
1: Uh, Not really, actually. Um, There was always that chance that that would happen, that she would dismiss. But honestly, um, the, the arguments, in my opinion, and I'm not a lawyer, but in my opinion, seemed a little weak and um from my perspective um i think i think this person needs to be held to account i think uh yeah for for, for the good of the, the country i think this this needs to happen
0: yeah because you can put it in the um terrorism kind of category because of the uncertainty first of all of what was in that stuff
1: yeah that's right
0: cuz that's part of the intimidation okay What were the reasons given by her legal people as to why she should have the charges dismissed?
1: Um, I think there was some mention of the fact that um, if I or anyone goes to a protest, uh, we have to accept that there's a possibility of um, an assault. Oh, really? Um, I think think that's correct. Oh. (laughs) That's one of the reasons, yeah.
0: Okay, well, that could be a get-out-of-jail-free card anytime you need it.
1: Well, that's right. It didn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: Um, so, I've just sort of mentioned the, um, I think, the possible um, punishment: uh, four thousand dollars fine or up to six months in prison. Should she, he have the book thrown at him? Her?
1: Um, I'm not sure about should. Um, will he? No.
0: You, but- you don't think so?
1: I, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're we're talking about um, a low level charge. Um, I'm, we're not looking at prison. I wouldn't have thought again. I'm not. A lawyer. You'd you'd,
0: want, you'd be tempted to make an example out of a case like this, wouldn't you? As a absolutely as a I deterrent. Be, yes.
1: Um. I, th- I think definitely there should be a reasonable outcome. I'm not. I'm not um, looking forward to a conviction and discharge. Put it like that. I think there should be some punishment.
0: Yeah. Well, if it's money, they'll just raise the money through give a little or something one day. So I don't know well, if that that's right. Get... Yeah. Maybe some time out of out of freedom would uh, get drive home the message. Yes. And ultimately
1: that's up to the court to decide, I guess.
0: Yeah. So do you think what came out of March 25th? I mean, it was a terrible situation for you. Obviously, it didn't go well. But do you think it do you think there's any positives that have come out of it?
1: I think the positives are is that um women's rights in New Zealand um have become a lot more or the the risk to women's rights has become a lot more noticeable. Right. Um a lot more people are aware of what's happening stuff that we've been talking about for years and no one's been listening no one's given us any sort of um platform to talk about it um and they are now such as yourself
0: yeah what do you say to women who support this sort of carry on because it seems to me that the sisters are letting the sisters down really badly here
1: yeah, I actually really agree with you on that one. I, I have a little bit of an issue with that. You know, I'm, I find it offensive that there are women out there that are prepared to give away my rights without my permission because they want to be kind or whatever their reasoning is. I, I, I think they're sellouts, and they don't have the right to mess around with other women's rights.
0: Hmm. Sort of like a, um, what do they call it, Stockholm Syndrome
1: yeah maybe yeah maybe
0: well, have you then been then. in touch with kelly J? I
1: have i i'm working with her i run standing for women new zealand and um i'm working with her on um, some other stuff
0: what does she think about this
1: she's very pleased that uh the charges were not dismissed and she's um very pleased that it's going to trial
0: do you think these people realize the damage they did to our reputation
1: On some level, I still think there's a lot of um entitlement, and I still think they feel they've got this sort of self righteous um attitude towards it you know it's it's a self that they congratulate themselves on it as well uh i think on, on at the, other, at the last Let Women Speak event in September, I think it was clear that um, they realised that it wasn't a good idea to turn up. Some did turn up, but not many, and certainly it wasn't anything like um, March at all.
0: Because as a New Zealander, and I'm sure I speak for many, I've worked hard for this country, I don't like people coming here without a track record here and ruining what we've all worked for.
1: I agree. I agree. I In mean, fact,
0: I, I think that's a deportation right there.
1: Yes, I don't actually know his his status, whether he has got residency or anything like that.
0: Probably has. I don't know, but yeah. But, but you don't come and do that to someone else's. Go, go back and ruin your country, mate.
1: Yeah,
0: is what I kind of think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of support still here, but yes.
0: Yeah from <laughs> from our people. Yeah. He does. Yeah, people are easily seduced though by what they think are exotic types. <laughs> True. You know. That
1: could be the basis of the whole problem.
0: Good old basic kiwi Mr. and Mrs. Kiwi, you know. True. Easily hit uh, shiny things. Okay. Well that's um that's interesting to hear about. Thank you for, you know, taking us in, you know, as a first person sort of look at what happened back in um in March twenty fifth and uh, let's see what happens with Ellie Rubashkin, you know, facing these charges. And I'm sure we'll talk again. Thank you for coming on the show this morning.
1: Thank you for having me. It's lovely.
0: RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.